Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. This video will look at the story-centric workflow available to you in the Flame family. This is mainly applicable to Flame and Flame Assist artists. You should also check out the desktop-centric workflow video for complementary ways of doing shot-based work. So here we have a sequence that was either conformed or edited in Flame. This could also be Flame Assist, but for this video, that doesn't really matter. What does matter in this case is how to work in the context of a sequence and extract shots for VFX finishing work. My sequence is currently in the library where I store and manage my datasets. When looking at the timeline view, you can visualize any clips in the media panel as a timeline. Please note that the green tab for the player as well as the timeline view tell you that this clip is considered as a source clip. If you have lots of visible media and you want to locate the visible clip, just double-click on the Timeline tab. The folder icon next to the name tells you that this clip is located in the library. If it was a real icon, it would be located in the active desktop. So in this case, the currently selected clip is in the library. In order to work with the clip or sequence, the recommended procedure is to copy your clip or clips to the desktop and make your changes there. I'll switch the viewing area to the reels by swiping the cursor. Ensure the eye icon is focused on the reels group. This ensures that any gestural work is done within the focused reels group. Now I'll drag a copy of my clip onto the sequences reel of the reels group. You could also perform the same operation by dragging to the sequences reel within the media panel. Now the sequences reel is dedicated to sequences and timelines. You could use other reels to keep your sequences, but for the sake of simplicity and organization, keep all editorial sequences in this reel for now. As you venture deeper into the conforming functionality, such as the connected conform workflow, the sequences reel will become extremely useful for managing connected sequences and more. So I suggest getting into the habit of using the sequences reel. Now this clip can be considered as a working version while the original edit is safe in the library. I'll select the copy in the sequences reel. Now even though we have copied the clip into the sequences reel, it is still considered as a source clip. This is because it is currently not open for editing. This is indicated by the green tab in the timeline area. So let's give ourselves a bit more room by hiding the media panel. Hold CTRL and swipe either to the left or right of the interface. The same keyboard shortcut and gestural action will bring the media panel back. Now to help clarify this, Let's look at the concepts of source clips and sequence clips within the story-centric workflow. This mainly affects Flame and Flame Assist. So every piece of media imported into your system is considered as a source clip. And working within the reels, you can perform quick gestural splicing of source clips to connect one to the other. However, when you are doing more focused editorial work, you need to explicitly define an editorial destination. This is the same fundamental concept of editing your source media into a timeline using other nonlinear editors. So in order to use insert, replace or overwrite editorial functions within the interface or keyboard shortcuts, 
the source media needs to know where it is to be edited. So in order to change a source clip into a sequence clip, you need to open it. I'll pick up the clip and drop it over the tabs above the visual timeline. You could also use the contextual menu to open a source clip as a sequence. So the active sequence clip is the editorial destination for all your editing. All editorial operations, gestural or keyboard driven, will be focused on the currently active sequence. I want to reiterate that we are working in the Reels group within the working desktop and not in the library. Just note that you could do editorial operations on a clip within the library. However, this is disabled by default through an option in the Preferences menu. Now coming back to the timeline view and the concepts I have just mentioned, you can visualize your source clips and sequence clips as timelines. Source clips will always be shown in the green source tab. There is only one source tab and it cannot be closed or hidden. Sequence clips will always be displayed with a red tab and they are capable of receiving editorial operations. It is also possible to have multiple sequence clips open at the same time. Just move the clips into the sequences reel and open them as sequences. To close a sequence, just click the X on the respective tab. In terms of navigating the source clips and active sequences, there are a few keyboard shortcuts worth noting down. F6 will focus on the active source as well as select it in the reels. With the focus being on the source clips in the reels, you can press shift left or shift right arrow to navigate the clips in the same reel as the current source clip. And if you have the media panel visible, you can also see the contents of each source clip simply by switching them in the media panel. And finally, F7 will focus on the active sequence. The shift left and shift right arrow keyboard shortcuts will also navigate multiple sequence clips. Now if you take a step back and look at the entire timeline view with the reels, you are actually seeing different but complementary views of your media at the same time. The media appears in the form of a clip on a reel and as a timeline at the same time. This introduces a variety of workflows as well as enhanced visibility of your source and sequence clips. In other words, you can use the simplicity of the reels workflows but also have the simultaneous ability to see the complexity of a multi-layered timeline. It will help with a lot of general operations as well as spotting any sync errors. Let's uncollapse the sequence clip. Please note that the timeline is always in perfect sync with its clip in the reel. Operating flame with the default horizontal reels should certainly help you understand this further. Now using your navigational keyboard shortcuts, you can see how the timeline and reels keep in sync even when navigating transitions. This allows you to identify the first frame of an edit fairly quickly. In addition to this, you can use the page up and page down keyboard shortcuts to move the focus point between the layers. So the timeline and reels are designed to work together. You get the editorial complexity through the timeline and a visual filter over the same media through the reels. 
The frames will update in the reel, allowing you to match out the layers you need for the composite. Another method for you to quickly identify shots is to use the Storyboard view. Press space C and your clip will show the first frame of each segment that you can navigate to identify material. The Timeline and Storyboard view in the reels will stay in sync and will update regardless of which view you work in. Now I'll scrub the timeline to a shot that needs work. There are quite a few approaches that you can take when working on segments. First, we have the traditional match and replace method. This is something flame artists have used for years and it's tried and tested. This method starts with extracting the shot or shots from the sequence. Navigate the sequence clip or press G to type the frame number you wish to navigate to. Select the segment and press M for match. When you click on a reel, the match clip appears on the reel at the matching frame. If you switch to the green source timeline, you can also see the matched media as a timeline segment. So the default behaviour of match extracts out a copy of the source media with its handles expanded out. The in and out markers are also displayed to show the starting and end frame within the edit. To change the match settings, go back to the Red Sequences tab and call up the contextual menu. Here you will find the match options. You could choose to preserve or hide the extra frame handles when you match the source. You could also change the match settings if you're matching transitions, containers, matte containers and batch effects clips. For example, you could match a source with its alpha if it's originally keyed in the sequence as a matte container. You choose whichever method you need on the job. Now the idea is to isolate the matched clip, work on it in batch and then swap it into the timeline. So open the batch group in the desktop and drag the clip into a schematic reel. When you switch to the batch view, the source clip is already a node in the batch schematic and you can start building a flow graph. Remember to press T and click on the source clip to set the batch to the matching duration. Once again, in the interests of time, I'll drag out my setup from the custom node bin and connect it up. So I've done a bit of obvious effects work and now let's set up the render output. Go to the batch node bin and drag out a render node. Add it to the node tree and look at its properties. You can set the render destination to remain in the batch group. Or you can change the destination to render back to the reels group. Remember to press T and click on the source clip to copy its attributes to the upcoming render. Ensure you also change the bit depth to match the source clip. Also press N and click on the source clip again to copy the name to the rendered result. I'll also use the token naming system to add the date to my render in order to identify my comped version. Now let's just render this out. Switching back to the timeline view, you can see the result in a new reel called Batch Renders. You can have many reels on the desktop, which could be confusing. So use the eye icons to hide and reveal reels to avoid confusion. With or without the source timeline on display, select the rendered clip and press ALT OPEN SQUARE BRACKET to go to the IN MARKER FRAME. 
so we're ready to replace the media. You could navigate the sequence to the first frame using the hotkeys. Or you could switch to the storyboard view on the reel using space C. Scroll the clip in the reel or press the up and down arrows to navigate the shots in the sequence. With the segment selected, press CTRL-SHIFT-R to replace the media. A not-so-obvious bonus with Replace Media is that if you already have a timeline effects on a shot, say a colour correction for instance, Replace Media will replace the media underneath the timeline effects and not overwrite the effect. So even if you have head and tail frames, using a combination of the real storyboard viewer and the markers, Replace Media is very efficient and quick to perform. Now you could also drag and drop the source clip over the old segment in the sequence as a more gestural way of working. But please be aware that this will overwrite the old segment and any previous timeline effects will be lost. You can always undo any actions if that's not what you want. Now as part of any production development, the ability to iterate is so important to finishing. So instead of overwriting the original or previous versions, you could just drag the new rendered clip just above the edit and create a new track to manage the new version. You can now use Page Up and Page Down to move the focus point between the different versions. You can see the version's update in the player and in the reels as you navigate the clip. So there are quite a few options with matching and replacing media. Now both Flame and Flare have batched to perform desktop-centric work and even create things from scratch. But if you are using Flame or Flame Assist, how do you work on shots within the context of the sequence without matching them out? Well in the next video, we'll cover the other story-centric workflow of using batch effects clips in the sequence. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.